What's up, everybody? It's Power Rankings Podcast, aka the Power Ranking Show. I need to quit futzing with my camera so much. I don't know why I do this. I just do it all the time. There. How's that look, Mister At Marcus underscore Mosher? Yeah, you look like a, a bad guy in an '80s movie right now with that purple jacket on, white underneath. It's, it's just I don't have the thing that you do to make yourself look tan. So I just mm, always look so pale in this. Yeah, I'm sure you're getting a lot of sun and you're freaking... I've seen pictures of your eight feet of snow that you complained about incessantly. Uh, come on, come on. Uh, it is Picks Tuesday today. Um, you might be wondering why we're doing this because we want to spend time with our families tomorrow. But we also want you guys to be able to listen to the podcast and get your picks uh, before you're spending time with your family. So we're doing it today on Tuesday afternoon. So if anything came out injuries-wise on Wednesday, we apologize. We missed that. Uh, we did our power rankings last night. If you missed that, that was up late last night, early this morning. Uh, that was kind of an interesting uh, podcast because of a lot of changes in the league this week. But uh, we've got a short week. We've got games on Thursday, Marcus. We've got some big games I'm excited about. But one thing that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, we talked on the phone about it, is the increase in both rushing and sacks. And so I asked you on the phone today, I was like, hey, um, how much have sacks gone up? And what were the figures you gave me since 2020? Uh, it's So in 2020, the sack rate was 5.9%. And since then, in 2022, 6.8%. So uh, basically a percentage point, which you might not think that's a big deal. But it, I mean... It's pretty, pretty significant. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about close to a 20% increase uh, in sacks um, because you're going up a percentage point over 5.9. Uh, then on top of that, didn't you say, what were the rushing number increases? The rushing, rushing yards are up about five-ish a game. See, we're all business, by the way, today. I didn't even ask Marcus like how he is or whatever. We didn't even Fine. get into like accoutrement. On Thanksgiving, which we could talk a little bit about that after the picks. I think you're a stuffing guy, if I recall. But um, you're a lot of that food guy. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, after you wore the sleeveless yesterday on our pod, uh, I, I've got to, you know, I've got to say these things. But okay, so if sacks are up uh, that much, and the rushing numbers are up. Then what I posited to you on the phone is you've got maybe four plays a game at least that are being tackled inbounds and the clock is running. Uh, now, that is not to say that the four plays that they're previously replacing were all out of bounds that stopped the clock. But Marcus and I figured it might be, say, a minute and 50 seconds worth of game clock change there by these plays happening in bounds. And, uh, you know, obviously two two sacks, like a sack per team, or even if it's three more rushing attempts and uh, one sack, if you're talking about 
taking a minute 50 or two minutes off the clock, how many games would change just this weekend alone? Oh, four, five, maybe. So Patriots, Jets, you wouldn't have had time for the punt return, right? Um, mm-hmm. Eagles, Colts, uh, would the Eagles have been able to have the time to get down and score? Um, uh, Raiders, Broncos. Ra- Ra- Raiders, Broncos. Uh, they... Well, that was a game where Russell Wilson didn't didn't take eat it and take a sack, right? And yep. they how would the Raiders have like forty something seconds left to tie right. it yep. in regulation? Um, I feel like we're missing one home slice cheese. Maybe Bills Browns Browns mounted a late comeback potentially, uh, right? And it, uh, and that's an interesting one. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe Rams Saints. That game was a little bit closer with than what the final score indicated. Brown Steelers was a little closer than what the final score indicated as well. So you just never know. Right. Bengals Steelers, right. Um, um, Bears, the Bears game. Bears Falcons was a one score game. The, the reason we're bringing this up is we were literally talking about this on the phone like a half hour ago. So we're just kind of continuing, continuing our phone conversation with you guys because this isn't the kind of stuff that I hear you know, on social media or see on social media or here on the airwaves. What I see on social media is, you know, people that host Cowboys podcasts arguing about Justin Herbert with Emmanuel Acho on Twitter. Uh, I see that kind of stuff. Just nonsense, um, right? <laughs> yeah, just nonsense. What you don't see is kind of this game theory stuff. So just work with me here, everybody. If there's, if there's say, one extra sack per game and three extra rushing attempts, you got four bla- four plays going inbounds that normally wouldn't. Let's say it's a total net difference of a minute 45, a minute 50 of game clock. You know, football is not a really a game of 60 minutes in terms of offense and defense. You have so many seconds that are eaten up on punt returns, field goals, things like that. So if you figure there's... 55 or 56 minutes of real gameplay of real work, real actual work, (laughs) real actual work, whatever it is, maybe it's 57. You take a minute 50 out of that and it becomes a more sizable chunk, especially when you consider the end of the game scenario. And you may, this may not come into play so much Marcus with the last drive of the game where I think teams are really good at carving out, somehow getting 45 seconds for their quarterback, uh, whether it's taking defensive timeouts or whatever. But when you're down two scores and you really need to to do some damage, you're not going to have that three and a half minutes. You're going to have, you know, two minutes and you can't get it done. I agree. I, I've also got a couple other questions for you that kind of leading off this. So, okay. Number one, why do you think rushing attempts are up this season? Well, I mean, there's just been a premium on quarterbacks running, whether it's Hurts, whether it's Justin Fields. Um, We've seen some games where quarterbacks have had to come in and play, like Malik Willis, who are taking off and running. Guys like Mahomes still take off and run. We don't have as many classic pocket quarterbacks, and I think offensive play callers are adjusting as well. Look no further than the Cowboys with Dak Prescott uh, last Sunday how many designed runs other than quarterback sneaks did the Cowboys have all year this year? Oh, not very many, but no, Dak, very many. Dak took off a few times against Minnesota. Um, so with the increased running, you would obviously expect the passing yards to dip, but you would expect the efficiency in the passing game to go up, right? Y- you would expect it to, it's not but it hasn't. <laughs> no, I'm going to yeah. read you the numbers, right? Because it's... Okay. 
I was blown away when I looked at the numbers. Here is the passing uh, yards per attempt per game over the last four years. 2019, 8.2. 2020, 7.1. 2021, 7.7. 2022, 7.0. That's, uh, I would say that's noteworthy. Um, ready, for, ready for passing yards per game? Yeah, let's do it. 306 in 2019. Mm-hmm. 281 in 2020, 291 in 2021, 218 in 2022. Jeez Louise. So quarterback play has been down. Um, rushing has been up. But as we started the podcast off, uh, instead of talking about stuffing and cranberry sauce, which is disgusting, um, the sacks are up. And the sacks are up a full percentage point from 2020. And again, don't look at it as 1%. Look at it as a change over what the previous number is. So if you're going from a 5.9 to 6.8, that would be like taking yards per attempt up from 7 to 7.7 or something like that. Sure. That is that is a huge increase. And um, I think what it's causing is quarterbacks not having as much uh, opportunity to make, you know, take the Chargers Chiefs game the other night. Uh, Justin Herbert leads them down. They get a score. How much time does Mahomes uh, have on that One, last? 149 left. 149. They scored. And then what did Herbert have on the flip side of that? 16 seconds? Yeah, I think it was 26 seconds or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Now, some people might say that's plenty enough time. Others wouldn't. I'll let you go to Twitter for that debate with someone y'all all know very well. Yeah, Marcus, on this uh, one more show. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that 26 seconds, if we're using league, now obviously we're cherry picking here, but if we're using league numbers as a whole and applying them to the specific game, maybe Justin Herbert has a minute 35. Yep. Get, and that's what I, we're talking about. Obviously, I think quarterback play declining is the biggest reason for passing yards being down and rushing yards being up. But um, I also think wide receiver play is pretty poor this year. I, I mean, I don't mean to plug a piece that I wrote for PFF this week, but I ranked the top 25 receivers in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Good and, plug. And you get down to like 18, 19, and it's like, oh, I, st- I you see why most teams don't have a good number one receiver and you look at a lot of these teams that are second and third receiver. They're just not good receiver play. And I think that's hurting as well. So teams are like, okay, instead of throwing to our number three receiver nine times a game, let's, let's sprinkle in a couple more QB runs, right? And try to yeah. limit some of the interceptions that you would get by throwing to a lesser receiver. Well, you know, I, I think something you've talked about a lot uh, already is the changing scope of what personnel departments, uh, th- their entire view of uh, quarterback classes in the next few drafts. And there's going to be such a premium on rushing ability from the quarterback. And I yep. think this year's numbers, unless they're a total anomaly, they're not pointing in that direction, don't you think? And the reason why is because you can watch high school f- football. In college football, and eventually that style of football trick, you know, kind of it comes into the NFL, right? Um, you're seeing in the NFL or in college, excuse me, teams are just putting their best athlete at quarterback and letting him make plays. The teams yep. in high school have been doing this forever. It used to be you put your best athlete at running back 
Ellie, I'm sure you remember like back in the 60s and 70s when you went to high school, you put your best athlete at running back and just give yeah. him the ball. Now you're giving it to the quarterback because he's touching the ball in every single play. I think that's eventually what's going to ha- happen in the NFL. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And I think you're right on your dig too. When you have a lot of experience like I do, it just makes you better at picking games, uh, which was clearly the case this past weekend by Country Mile. To to be fair, before we get to picking games, we did make our lock of the week Patriots over Jets. So if you you hit on that, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, kudos, kudos, and kudos. Uh, Just to kind of close this off, basically all we're saying here is these are the kinds of things you just don't really see on the pregame shows. You see a lot of yuck yucking and you don't really hear this kind of stuff. Maybe it's not super as exciting as pointing out a guy's fantasy points and how they're trending upward because he's the bell cow or whatever. But this stuff affects games. It affects games. And when you watch Red Zone all the time. Red Zone's cool, but you can't really get into game strategy and game theory. And I think, you know, this really just started with me thinking, gosh, it seems like sacks are up. And I thought that's unusual because the running game has been so effective this year. So I called Marcus and I asked him to look and he's like, yeah, sure enough, sacks are, are definitely up. It's not that the gross sack numbers are up. It's a percentage of dropbacks that they're up. So um, anyway, the Cowboys are are a good example of that. They already have over 40 sacks on the season. They play 10 games. Bro, that's four sacks a year or four sacks a game. Okay, that's, you know, that'd be 68 sacks if you average four a game. The record is 72 by the 84 84 Chicago Bears. Bears. Yeah, Yeah, they're getting close. Yeah, and because I'm old, as you've pointed out, I watched the 84 Bears. They beat Washington at RFK in the divisional round. They lost to the 49ers in the championship, but never mind. Uh, now, now I'm just showing off. You know, yeah, he was I'm graduating being college at, at that time. Yep. Yeah, I'm being a at Marcus underscore yep. Mosher at this point, showing off. Let's get into the games. Let's get into the picks. I do have a couple shout outs, so I want to give uh, Charlie Iron Castle. Uh, thank you for the compliment on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate that. It was a really nice message. I've been meaning to do that for like a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I, I mentioned him, but my relative by marriage, Jacob, coming in with the uni talk. I'm always a fan of the uni talk. And uh, he mentioned the white Bengals unis. I just wanted to go on this for just a second. I don't know if they're going to wear this again this year, but after rewatching the highlights and stuff, it's grown on me that look. Are you hating it or are you with it? And Marcus froze under his <laughs> eight feet of snow. I'm going to guess Marcus likes it. He's not as big a purist as I am about the uni looks. Uh, we're going to have some different uni looks, by the way, on Thursday. I think the Cowboys are wearing their white helmet when they play the Giants. Usually the Lions wear their uh, Honolulu blue with the silver. I just started, you froze. So I was talking uni looks. I wanted to know if the white Bengals look grew on you and then how you feel about the uh, Thursday uni looks that we're going to see from the Cowboys and Lions. Really like the Bengals Steelers. Both of those teams wearing the alternate uniforms last week looked really good. And I've always been a fan of the Lions. Just it's like the silver, the full silver helmet. It's gorgeous. I love it. I wish wish that was their full-time uniform. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. First game. You mentioned it. Bills at Lions. Bills 10 point favorites here on the road. Uh, I don't like that. I'll take the Lions to cover. Um, I'm debating the Lions to win this game outright, to be Ooh. honest. I, I, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go Buffalo because I, I I just worry about the Lions secondary. If the pass rush does not get yeah. home against these Bills receivers, that's the problem. 
if you if you haven't been watching Detroit lately, I'm not being a Lions honk. They played really well against the Giants. I watched that game. It was not the Giants shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, all the highlight shows showed a, a fumble with like four minutes to go. The game really wasn't in doubt at that point. No. The Lions were up two scores. Uh, Marcus, do you see this differently or do you think this is going to be close like I do? I think it's going to be close for like a half. But the problem is the Lions just don't have a secondary to slow down the Bills. Jeff Okuda got a concussion last week. He's not going to play this game. I just think this is a game where Stephon Diggs kind of goes crazy in the second half. I'll take the Bills to win and cover. Oh, I know. I, I, I want boo. this to be a close game, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, if the Lions do pull off the upset, uh, this game is far more important for them than it is Buffalo. It's a home game. It's a national audience game for Dan Campbell and the Lions. If they were to pull off the upset, they are right back in the heart of the wild card race. If they lose this game, Marcus, I think it's just too big a uphill climb. I disagree though with you. This game is more important for Detroit, to be honest. Okay, Buffalo is in a Super Bowl window, and they are a game back of the Jets, or excuse me, of the Dolphins right now. They've already lost their lead with the number one seed because Kansas City only has two losses. If you're the Bills and you actually want to win the Super Bowl, I don't think you can afford to lose this game. I don't. Yeah. By the way, even though you flubbed and said the Jets there, I don't think you should take any responsibility for it because the Jets quarterback doesn't for his mistake. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Uh, next game. <laughs> yeah. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys wearing their white helmets, which looks so awesome. Uh, Cowboys in this game, nine and a half, or excuse me, nine point favorites. So you like the white helmet. Do you like the rest of the look with the white kind of uh, shoulder pad? Over the blue, oh, I mean, you know that the '94 Cowboys have my favorite jerseys of all time. So I'm I'm always good with anything different than their, uh, you know, classic uniforms. I'm all in on all of their Thanksgiving uniforms. They all look great. Are the Giants wearing anything different for this game? Do you know? I don't know. I hope they wear like they're just all blue uniforms. Yeah, that'd be interesting. The Cowboys wore these unis from uh, 60 to 63. And uh, this is actually a classic matchup. Giants-Cowboys go all the way back to 1960. They've been in the same division since they uh, got into the league. Um, Okay, Cowboys are favored by nine. That is pretty steep for a team that has not played well on Thanksgiving. I would be inclined to walk away from this. There's too much unknown for me. The Giants did not play well last week. Um, Dallas hasn't played well on Thanksgiving. The Giants could bounce back. Also, there might be a little bit of hangover of kind of feeling themselves after the win over the Vikings, kind of like the Vikings might've had a hangover after their big win against Buffalo coming into the Dallas game. I agree with you. Also, there's an illness going around the Cowboys locker room right now. I saw like all of their defensive linemen didn't practice on Monday or Tuesday. Um, something to, to watch out. Dallas and you know the Giants lost. are going to run the rock. You right. know da- they're going to run the rock. Dallas has also just lost uh, three of their last 10, or sorry, seven of their last 10 Thanksgiving games. They're, they've been a touchdown favorite or more in five of their last 10 games on Thanksgiving. They lost all five outright. Like They just don't play well on Thanksgiving. This is going to be a close game. I have no doubt. You know, kind of shockingly, um, even though the Cowboys play every year on things, obviously the Lions rarely play the Bills because you're looking at interconference. Right. But the Cowboys, because they're playing the NFC team, by the way, these teams usually switch. Um, switch yep. Yeah, the Cowboys haven't played the Giants that many times on Thanksgiving. I remember them playing in 93, but I 
I'd be shocked if they played more than like three times on Thanksgiving uh, I, ever. I can't think I, of many other ones. Um, I, I, it seems like Washington is usually the only division opponent they really have Dallas play uh, on Thanksgiving. But that's just a, an aside there. Are you taking uh, the Giants to cover here? Sure. Yeah, I like that. That's a lot of points. Uh, I think our total needs to be a little bit low because I think the Giants are going to run the ball 40 times. I do. Between Daniel Jones, Saquon, what's our total? 45 and a half. Ooh. By the way, we should mention Lions-Bills is 54 and a half. That one makes sense to me. I would I would probably go under, but I think I'd, that's a lot. But I think I would walk away from that one because right. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm almost inclined to take the under here on Dallas Giants. I can see this game being like nine to six at halftime. Um, I could see that as well. This is a tough one, but I think I feel a little more confident with the Giants actually to cover Dallas to win outright. What about the night game? Uh, New England Patriots at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings two and a half point favorites at home, which tells you that on a neutral field, Patriots would actually be favored. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I like Minnesota in this game to cover that. Win by a field goal at home. I'll take that all day. Uh, I think the Vikings players are going to be ticked off about the way they played. I, I think the game film against Dallas probably got thrown in the waste basket. Number one, it was awful. Uh, it's not going to help the team, I don't think, to go over it. Number two, you're on a short week. How much can you really go over it anyway? You need to get prepared for New England. I like Minnesota to completely put the – I think it's great for Minnesota more than the Patriots that they're playing on a short week this week. I'll take the Patriots to win outright. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, next well, up. Really quickly, Bill Belichick said that they used a lot of their bye week uh, last week to get ready for the Minnesota game, which tells you what he thinks of the Jets. Hey, that's great. I'll take Minnesota's personnel over New England all day. Sure. And Minnesota is at home. Okay. Uh, next game. It's a fun game, by the way. Uh, Buccaneers at Browns. Bucks three and a half point favorites on the road in this game. Wait, this game's fun or Minnesota, uh, New England's fun? Both of these games are fun. I actually really like both these games. Oh, I see. So it's kind of a cancel out deal because you've told me how much you hate watching Tampa Bay and Cleveland play. So they cancel each other out. Yeah. Like, college algebra and you end up liking it yes yeah, yeah. okay i just um, say this game is going to be close i'm just telling you is this like when someone cheats on their spouse with two people and they say but it cancels out so it doesn't count yeah something like that that's terrible all right uh i'm ashamed of you boy bucks by three and a half in cleveland i don't know that i love that i don't know that i love that because uh, I could see Cleveland winning this game, and I think this is going to be a low total as well. I the don't last, last Jacoby Brissett game for Cleveland, probably, probably. Um, I'm going to go total on this game. Uh, I'm going to go 42 and a half, 43. So right there. Ah, gosh, when it's right there, it's really hard to uh, bet on. What do you think here, Marcus? What would you be willing to do on this game, or would you be willing to do anything on this game? I think I would take the Browns plus three and a half. I, I think they're really going to be able to run the ball. I think something about Tampa Bay, I just still don't like all that much. I think I would take the Browns as a home dog in this one. I think I'm with you. I think I'll take the Bucks to win. But if Brady leaves a comeback drive and they get a field goal to win, fine. But you're still covered here if you yep. uh, bet on the Browns. Okay, let's go to the next game. Best game of the weekend, Cincinnati Bengals at Tennessee Titans. I want you to guess, guess the spread. 
Okay. Tennessee's hot. What's Tennessee won? Like five out of six, something yeah, like that. Their only loss was in Kansas City with Malik Willis. With Malik Willis, which, they, by the way, they played their butts off in that yep. game as a yep. team. Uh, wasn't that the one that David Long was just literally all over the field? Like, Yes. Yes. Um, of course, he's been like that in several games this year. Um, Bengals just coming off a win. Um, the Bengals though are on the road. So you're going to give Tennessee three points here. I'm going to go Tennessee by four and a half. So we found a game that we're going to bet on Bengals one and a half point favorites on the road. I will take Tennessee, uh, on this, uh, as a home underdog. Uh, I don't, how does Vegas assume that the Bengals are going to win? We don't know Jamar Chase is playing. It doesn't sure. sound like he is. It sounds like this is going to be the first week he starts to practice. Yes. I think the best way to beat Tennessee is to attack that secondary, which granted has played very, very well. I'm just talking about personnel wise. I would give a healthy Bengals receiver core with Joe Burrow, the clear advantage there. Wouldn't you? I would. The thing for me in this game is I still don't know if the Bengals can stop the run. Like Pittsburgh, gashed him and Jalen Warren the Steelers back and running back got hurt and that was a big a big deal in this one because he was having a monster game I I just think the Titans are going to be able to run the crap out of the ball and play defense and win like a 16 to 13 game normally I would be concerned that uh, Derrick Henry had 28 carries um against Green Bay but they're on 10 days rest here so um yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm going Tennessee on this. Good. One. Yes, love it. Uh, all right, next game. It's a fun game, by the way. Uh, Texans at Dolphins. This one is not fun. Dolphins, yeah. 12 and a half point favorites. I, I thought, again, you screwed me up. I no. thought you were saying this no. is a fun game. I was like, nah, this one's no, not no, it's, no, it's really not fun. Um, yeah, uh, Miami's got to be favored big. I'm going to go Miami 10 and a half. Mm, too low. Uh, 12 and a half when we sent it to Megan this morning. It's up to 13 now. That's a little high for my taste. Sometimes how many, team, how many points is Houston scoring in this game? 10. But okay, sometimes many, I know what you're going to say. How many is Miami get, scoring? You're going to say Miami wins 28 to 10. It's just sometimes coming off a bye, a team can be a little flat when they were playing really good football. You've heard that before when a team's playing really good football, they don't want to be on a bye. And I think that was the case with Miami because their last game, they blew the doors off Cleveland at home. Um, then again, how much later by do you want than this point of the season? Yeah, so I agree. Um, it's a little high for my taste. I would walk away from the spread, but I think you're picking Miami to cover. Yep, I will. Uh, next one, Bears at Jets. <laughs> Great analysis. Uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> they're going to be able to put up a ton of points. Uh, this one's a little strange, so I... The lines are all over the place. The the Jets are four and a half point favorites at home against the Bears. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to play in this game yet. I saw this line for some sports books. It's eight and a half, which suggests Fields is not going to play. But four and a half is what I saw this morning. Well, I'm I'm going to kind of channel you here. The team that scores the most points is probably going to win. Wow. I mean, just... I think you should yeah. get paid a ton for that analysis right there. Hey, it's Marcus, I think we're going to see some hard hitting in this game. Some Two tackling, teams that really want it, and running it's the ball wants it more. What's that? 
Just, yeah, whoever wants it more is going to win this game. You know, the more physical team is going to win. You know, brother, we talk about walkaway games and then we pick games that we like. I don't know how you could bet your money on this game. Number one, Justin Fields is the most important aspect of this game because if he plays, the Bears have a huge quarterback advantage. There's been no word that they're going to bench Justin Fields no. uh, or, excuse me, uh, Zach Wilson and play Mike White or whatever. Nope. Uh, that I, I just don't know how you can confidently lay your money on this game. The only thing I would be confident on is if, the, if Vegas put too high a total and taking the under. 39 and a half is the point total for this game. Th- that's not a high enough point total no. for you to say, yeah, I'm betting no. the under, with, especially if Zach Wilson throws a pick six. I think you walk away from this game. I will take the Jets, though, at home with the uncertainty of Justin Fields. I, I agree. I think the defense is going to be able to win this game for the Jets, regardless of who is at quarterback. Nine to six. Uh, an Elliott Harrison special all the way. The Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. Commanders getting four and a half points in this game, or giving four and a half points. Mm. Mm. Boy, Atlanta has just showed up so many times this year, but Washington is hot, man. Washington's red hot. And Atlanta got a kick return touchdown last week, which they're probably not going to get this week. There's no way they're going to kick that ball to Cordero Patterson. Um, Greatest kickoff returner of all time. I think I'm in... uh, Gosh, I hate this. I hate this one. This is hard. I think I'm inclined. I'm going to pick Washington to win outright. And I think I'm inclined to have them cover as well, but this is a really risky one. Yeah, I'll take the commanders. I'll show some faith in Washington to, to get it done. I'll take them to win and cover. Okay. I don't uh, need total on this game. I'm not interested. Uh, next game, Denver Broncos at Carolina Panthers. Oh, not interested. Can we talk about Broncos, not interested. Broncos two and a half point favorites on the road, which is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, the only thing that's uh, missing from this game is that it's not in prime time. I mean, I feel like this should be the Thursday night game, but unfortunately, Thanksgiving ruined it for us all. Do you want to you want to guess the total? Honestly, I mean, I think it's less than this. But if it's anything like thirty eight and a half or above, I'm taking the under. Even though I just said you can't take the under on thirty nine and a half, but it should be even lower than thirty eight and a half. So what do it we is got? Lower. It's thirty five. Yeah, That's that really is a low. that is a. But I would be more inclined to take the under on that than the over, oh, dude. Gosh, there's just no way. There's no way that Baker Mayfield is going to put up more than seventeen points in this game, right? Yeah, now my graphics obscured, and I I never look at the lines. I always like to to go off. If you guys don't listen to our picks podcast, I never look at any of this stuff. I let Marcus kind of surprise me. Is it three and a half or two and a half that the Broncos are favored by? Two and a half. I think I'll take the Broncos to cover that. Then. Yeah, I will. Three and a half. I always tell you I hate that spread. Yeah, I agree. I'll take the Broncos to win and cover. Uh, okay. Next game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguar Wires. I always say it wrong. Uh, Baltimore, four-point favorites on the road. Ooh. You got to be careful with this. Uh, The Jags are coming off a bye, and Baltimore has not looked good. They did not look good against Carolina. I would be very, very careful here. And this is another game that I think the total should be pretty low. Um, What are you feeling here? I could go under that. What are you thinking yeah. on the uh, spread? 
Mm. I think I'll take Jacksonville to cover that spread. I think I'm with you on that. I'm going to take Baltimore outright, Jacksonville to cover. Circling back real quick on our game of the week, Carolina Broncos. No, we do uh, not have to talk more about the Panthers. Please. Any any word any word on Carolina's starting quarterback for this game yet? Sounds like it's, it's a little early in the week. Sounds like it'll be big. Yeah. Ah, okay. Next up. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Arizona Cardinals. A lot of sports books didn't have this lined up yet because they don't know the st- status of Kyler Murray. But the Chargers are four and a half point favorites in this game. That's a little steep. I think I'll take Arizona. I think they'll respond from Monday night. Uh, Colt McCoy looked like he was playing hurt, but but typically he's played well for them. And I think with Kyler, Arizona can cover that. Four and a half is too steep on the road for a, a very inconsistent Charger team. I 100% agree. The Chargers should not be four and a half point favorites over anybody, despite how great their quarterback is. Uh, next one, Raiders at Seahawks. A really good game, actually, because um, the Raiders are better than what their record indicates. Seahawks, only three and a half point favorites in this game. I'll take Seattle. I think they win by four. Um, the Raiders need to prove it to me first. And I, I think the Raiders are capable of turning it on and playing better, but this is at Seattle um, and Seattle coming off a bye. I'll take the Raiders to win outright. I knew you were going to do that. It's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup for Seattle because they just don't have a corner that can cover Devonte Adams. Uh, the Raiders played last week without Colton Miller. The defense is getting at least a little bit better. I think the Raiders will win. I do. I think this. I think the Seahawks are going to run right at the Raiders. Try to neutralize a pass rush. Run oh. right at Crosby. Don't run away from him. Run at him. Slow him down a little bit. Don't Which let I, him impact the game. They will. And the problem is, I just don't know if Seattle is going to be able to create enough big plays in the passing game. I'll take the Raiders. Uh, next game. Oh, man. I, I'm sure Fox or whoever had this game thought it was going to be awesome. But the Los Angeles Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you want to guess this spread? Chiefs by 10 and a half at least. At you least. Are way, way too low. Way too low. Chiefs, 15-point favorites in this game. Well, to be honest, I didn't really like sit there and get my compass and protractor out and really try to guess this. I, I usually, I'm usually more like that with the total, but... Um, that's why I said at least 10 and a half 15 points is a lot. It's a lot. Um, I think this is another walk away. This is a walk away. I like Kansas city to win. Um, my guess is Kansas city wins by more than 15. If I had to take one or the other, I'll take Kansas city on the over. Uh, but there have been times this year, man, where Kansas city's jacked around a little bit and then they play, Street ball. Maybe they could overlook this opponent. Look at the Jags game uh, a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Um, we'll get back to this just, game. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. save my thoughts on this game for a little oh, bit. I know what you're doing with this game. Uh, I know next game: doing. Saints at 49ers. 49ers nine point favorites. Oh man, there's some big spreads this week. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's fine. You're gonna just have a nice afternoon to sit with the family, drink some eggnog. Look at some Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday deals. It's going to be nice. If I said 49ers win 20 to 10 and then just run the ball in the fourth quarter uh, and win, what do you think? Seems low. I think the 49ers will score more than that. Okay. But they'd still cover that nine points. 
Yeah. So first of all, are the 49ers a touchdown better than the Saints? Just Absolutely. on a neutral field. Absolutely. 49ers at home. You add three, that's 10. We've got nine here. Uh, give me the 49ers. All right. Sunday night football. The Green Bay Packers coming off 10 days rest to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles, seven-point favorites at home. I think that's fair. At Philly, the Eagles know they have not played very well the last two weeks. You could say Green Bay is trying to save their season. Um, I actually think the Eagles will cover this. I'll, I'll pick them to win and cover. This is probably like the last time that we get Aaron Rodgers in a pr- big primetime game this season, right? Mm-hmm. Against a big, a big time opponent, nobody believes in them. I'm trying to build no, the case, no. right? Oh, Running the ball okay. with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, <laughs> score a late touchdown to cut the score down from 37 to 10. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles to cover. Next one. We shouldn't laugh. Green Bay will probably win. Uh, uh, so, oh, no, Fagels, no, take it. Don't let that happen, please. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Steelers, Colts, uh, Colts, two and a half point favorites at home. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Um, I I saw a Colts defense that played really well. I don't the Steelers backs Steelers running game in general, I think has mostly been absentee this year, Marcus. Mm-hmm. I know they had a good game last week, so that's going to put it on Pickett. Now we never know when Pickett's going to kind of arrive. And I guess that could be this game, but we just really haven't seen it yet. Do you disagree? Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I think, I think Pickett's progressively gotten better. But he's not at the stage yet where he's going to be able to win games like this, I don't think. Again, my graphics cut off. Is this two? I always have a hard time two, with the two, two and, and a half. halves for the three and a half. Yeah, if it's two and a half, I'm taking the Colts. It's the three and a half I hate, as I tell all you guys. Give me two the Colts to cover. Um, just feels like a game that Indianapolis defense should dominate. And I think they're going to run yeah. the ball enough. And I think Matt Ryan, as long as he doesn't have you know, one of those games where he takes seven sacks and has a couple boneheaded interceptions that, you know, I, they should win this game. They should. I'm with you. Uh, all right. That's our games of the week. I'm kind of shocked. That went fast. Uh, I've got I got a bet for you. Are you ready? Well, because it went so fast, I really think we should circle back to one game. We didn't talk about it enough. Panthers, so when the Broncos Ravens. go to Carolina, I, so let's look at the hour lads, all 22 no. for the Panthers uh, defense. <laughs> My my picks for this we're gonna do, we're gonna do a seven point tease. You ready? We are teasing the Chiefs down. I guess it's fourteen and a half now, down to seven. Chuba Hubbard half. over a hundred yards from oh, scrimmage. The Dolphins were teasing down from thir- to minus thirteen to minus six. They just got to beat the Texans by six, and then we're taking the Bengals or sorry the Titans plus one and a half, teasing them up to plus eight and a half. Okay, let's start that over again because I ruined it with with Chuba Chief, Hubbard. So start Chiefs, at the top. Chiefs minus seven and a half against the Rams, Dolphins minus six against the Texans, and Titans plus eight and a half against the Bengals at home. Titans plus eight and a half uh, at home, I really like. I like taking Kansas City down uh, to seven and a half. And then we talk Dolph- about what, yeah. Dolphins minus six over the Texans. So just beat the Texans by right. a touchdown. Yeah, I can't make a case for the Texans. I, I have a feeling that Miami might come out a little flat. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of teams this year have struggled against the Tex- Texans in the first half. A lot of teams. Remember, the Colts were down 20 to nothing week one. Chicago struggled really bad. Philadelphia struggled really bad. And I, I give credit to 
the D- Texans defense and defensive coaching staff. Um, the problem is the Texans can't ever generate any second half offense. And Davis Mills, he threw a pick six again last week. Um, it, it wasn't the Washington offense that got Washington up early in that game. So I'm just wondering if Miami comes out a little flat, but I can't make a case. Not when you're bringing it down to, would you say six or six and a half? Six, six. And and Miami's at home in that game, right? Yep. Um, I'm with you. I, I think this is a pretty, this is, this is a, Almost as solid as your Patriots lock last week, Thank although you. you almost lost that one. No, it's um, never in doubt. Uh, I got one more thing for us before we go. Okay. All right, we're going to play a game. Are you ready? The NFL uh, released their 28 modern era semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame today. I don't know if you saw the list. I didn't okay. see the list. I'm going to read you the names in alphabetical okay. order. And I want you to tell me if they should be in this year's class or not. Like, sorry, if they're going to make the Hall of Fame this year, right? So that you get five names. But once I read them, you can't go back and say yes. What? Yeah. So that's again. So I'm going to basically. So you mean I got to do it off the cuff? Yes. Let me. I'm grabbing my lucky pen. Hold on. Hang on. So once, you know, once I read the name, you have to decide yes or no. You cannot go back after I read the name. Guys, I want y'all to realize what a special moment this is. That number one, Marcus wants to talk Hall of Fame without whining about DeMarcus Ware and talk about NFL history pre Deion Sanders. This yeah. is amazing. All right. Um, Are you yeah. ready? You get five. Yeah, I'm ready. I get I get five out of 28 here. Yep. And remember, you cannot go back once you Well, answer. a couple of these are going to be seniors, right? So I get to pick a senior. No, these are these are only modern era. These are all only only they used to they used to only do 26. I don't know when they did yeah. 28. Okay. All, all right, right, let's go. Eric Allen. Okay. Are you saying no. yes or no? Okay. No. Jared Allen. No. Willie Anderson. No. Rondé Barber. No. Anquan Bolden. No. Henry Ellard. No. Jari Evans. Me. No. London Fletcher. No. Dwight Freeney. Oh. I'm going to go no because I don't know the rest of the list. James Harrison. No. Rodney Harrison. No. Devin Hester. No. Tory Holt. I'm going to go yes on that. Okay. Andre Johnson. No. Albert Lewis. No, but should be out of all these guys. That should be number one, but no. Robert Mathis. No. Darrell Revis. Uh, I'm going to go yes on that. Okay. I agree with you on that one, by the way. Steve Smith Sr. No. Fred Taylor. No. Joe Thomas. Yes. I agree. Zach Thomas. This is going to be a tight one. This is going to be a tight. He will be a finalist, guaranteed. I'm going to go ahead and vote no because I've only got – how many spaces do I have left? How many more names do you have left to read? I can't tell you. Okay. I'm going to go no on that, but I promise you that one's going to be All a right. nail-biter. Right. Yeah. Uh, Heinz Ward. Because you're asking me to predict this, not yes. my list. Yes. Yeah. Um, because this wouldn't be my list. Uh, Heinz Ward would be a no. Demarcus Ware. Yes. Ricky Waters. No. Reggie Wayne. Oh, 
cookies and cream. See, this is where the Tory Holt deal gets really tough. I'm going to go no. I think it's going to be Tory. Vince Wilfork. Going to go no. Patrick Willis. I'm going to go yes. Darren Woodson. <sighs> no. So your list is, just to, to recap, you have uh, Ori Holt, Darrell mm-hmm. Rivas, Joe Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, and probably Zach Thomas. No. What, there was a, well, I gave you a yes right before uh, Willis. It was Willis. Oh, Willis. Sorry, Willis. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. What do you think of that prediction? I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, if... If the Hall of Fame puts in James Harrison over Demarcus Ware, you want to see podcast numbers that are going to be through the roof. You just you t- tune into this the day after. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, if we're talking my group of five here, okay, uh, give me Albert Lewis at the absolute top of that list. Greatest punt blocker ever, and a great, great cover corner. Uh, one of the best special teams players ever. Give me Revis. Agree. Best lockdown corner I've ever seen, uh, probably including Dion. If we're talking, not talking about return touchdowns and things, and we're talking about uh, crescendo, pinnacle of the career. I've never seen anyone like Revis. Uh, Joe Thomas is an easy lock for me. I agree. Um, that gives me three. I'm putting wear in. I didn't mind that he didn't make it last year the way you did. I didn't get all angry, but I think he deserves it. That makes fifth really hard. Uh, dealer's choice. Give me Willis or Woodson. I'm fine either one. I, I would love to see Darren Woodson selfishly, but I think Patrick Willis is an absolute Hall of Famer. And if Patrick Willis made it over Woody, I'd be um, totally okay with that. What about you? I, and I don't have any problems with uh, Willis or Woodson. I would make a strong argument for Robert Mathis. I know he doesn't necessarily have the sure. numbers that some other guys sure. do, but his ability to force fumbles was absolutely insane but that's good it's really good candidates this year yeah i I mean the problem with mathis is freeney it's kind of like reggie wayne with marvin harrison i know i wouldn't put holt over wayne but you asked me to predict and i think of that wide receiver group and we've got a log jam coming down the pike here you got andre johnson steve smith senior who you already named those two guys uh you named anquan bolden tory holt and you named um Reggie Wayne, I think Torrey Holt would be the leader in the clubhouse because Torrey Holt's numbers in his prime are ridiculous. Yeah. They're absolutely ridiculous. And we're only a few years away from Larry Fitzgerald being somebody yeah. that can be in this. It's it's gonna it's gonna get to be a log jam. But that's it. That's all I have for you today. Yeah. Uh no, I'm I'm uh, with you. You know, honestly, man, I wouldn't mind if Patrick Willis made it over any of these guys. I know yeah. you're. I know Demarcus Ware is your number one, but if uh, if Willis, Willis made it was, over Ware, Willis, no problem at all. One of the, one best of the greatest players. I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest players, certainly of the modern era. Um, all right, good stuff, dude. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, I liked your. Uh, I liked your little three team uh, play there. Also, you. Um, you 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 picked the right teams. I don't know that there was any one game that I feel as strongly about as those three. Um, I mean, we have strong feelings on Panthers Broncos, but not in terms of betting. <laughs> right, right. Bengals Titans was a little bit of a shocker. That's our game, me. right? That's our game. Yeah. That we're excited to watch. Yeah, but I I like what you did. Um, 
Boy, you really got me thinking about this Hall of Fame. I'm going to have to give that some more thought, but uh, maybe that's for our next podcast, which will be Monday night following uh, Thanksgiving. We'll do our power rankings. Uh, All of you guys out there, we appreciate y'all very much. Uh, Please know that. And uh, yeah, Marcus, hey, have a good Thanksgiving, but I'm sure I'll talk to you 28 times before that. Yeah, that's good. Go with the green Uh, bean casserole. Uh, thanks to all the good people at Brinks. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher. He hosts the Locked On Cowboys podcast with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. He also covers the Raiders for USA Today. He's got a PFF article about the top 25 wide receivers out. I am at Harrison uh, NFL on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's it. Should we say something uh, that we haven't said in a while? Broncos country. Let's try. See you later. <laughs>